Welcome to Collector's Quest. This is episode 77. On this episode, you will hear it referenced as the microcast. And it was supposed to be, except we went too long, and then we didn't do the stuff we normally do for an episode because we thought we'd cut it down. So I just left it, but we're not calling it a microcast because I don't want to break my own rules. We're at about 20 minutes, so enjoy this very short episode of Collector's Quest where you don't get to hear what we're buying or any of that stuff. Anyways, to the episode, we're talking about Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo games. We're kind of doing a retrospective on those from a collector's standpoint. Also, if you like what we do here, please, please go to iTunes, give us a rating. Just smash that five star or wherever you listen or shout us out. This is the help we need to grow the show. Got to keep growing, got to keep growing. If we don't grow, then we wither and die. You know, that's what they say. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's a not really a cheery thought. Anyways, on to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny. Hey Tyler, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How'd you feel about your first intro? It was was real exciting. We gotta hurry up, because it's a microcast. We want to get this over with. I don't don't know. I mean, maybe not we want to get it over with. Maybe we're enjoying (laughs) our time. We're just just giving a quick episode to the people. I mean, if you don't want to be here, Tyler, you've only been here a little bit. If you already want to go, I mean, it's no, fine. I need to, I need to stay on. I need this job, Johnny. This nope. is feeding my family right now. I, I hope it's not because there's no money. There's no money. What? No, you said. You, oh no. Yeah. Okay. That's. Uh, I mean, the checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Just keep waiting. All um, right. It'll well, be there any I'll day. I'll be waiting for that. Yeah, any day. All right. Well, Johnny, today, what are we talking about? Well, in the last episode of Collector's Quest, we went through. Cat-friendly games or family-friendly games, because Cat is a chicken and does not like horror games, even though she tries to muddle through Resident Evil. I don't know why she does that. So we mentioned Scooby-Doo offhandedly as one of those games, and then I was like, how many Scooby-Doo games are there? And there was more than I thought, but also kind of less than I thought. For a show that like came out in 1967, you would think there would definitely be some on like early systems, right? I mean, it's it kind of seems like there's something on every console. That's not even true. Kind of, but but not really, because uh, while there is, like, some ZX Spectrum games, which one of us here counts, not me, and a Commodore 64 game, again, one I don't count, uh, but you do, there isn't anything on the Nintendo or the Sega Master System or... There's like 2,600 even. No. Like I would think... Right? I'm just realizing that. That is really weird for such a popular thing. I can't think of a lot of cartoon games like that on 2,600. And it's not like Scooby-Doo isn't a licensing whore. They market that shit everywhere. They dump that license... I, I mean, the license must be pretty cheap to get because it's on everything. There's one of those stupid joystick games shaped like the Mystery Machine, that, like one of the plug-and-play ones. And you own that, right? I... God, no. But if you watch a YouTube video of it, it's awful. I was like, one time I said, oh, that's cool. I like Scooby-Doo. And then I watched a video of gameplay and was like, nope, never. Wait, does that have these games on it? Or does it no, have all original no, games? No, this it's only an original game. Whoa. Well, that should count on the list. All right, that's our first game, the Scooby-Doo no. Mystery Machine plug-and-play. Ugh, plug-and-plays don't count. Gross. Don't tell people that. We don't 
endorse those here, Tyler. Stop it. Col- Collector's Quest Podcast is your source for ZX Spectrum and plug-and-play gaming. Ugh. Anyways. I'm sorry, ZX Spectrum. Send your hate mail to Johnny. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and tell the people the games that are available and what systems are. Because a lot of these are cross-platform games, which I also found was weird because they were like early cross-platform titles. No allegiance. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the first the first games that we have on our list, it's just called Scooby-Doo, and it's for the ZX Spectrum and Commodore 64. And that's just a weird kind of kung fu-like game where Scooby-Doo walks left and right and punches ghosts in the face. And then on the ZX, there was apparently a sequel called Scooby and Scrappy-Doo, which yeah. who cares because it has Scrappy-Doo in it. Right. And we're not going to do these. I mean, do you want to try and do these in order, system order? Uh, no, we're just going to uh, go in the list order that happened to be first. Okay. I skipped one because there was another ZX game right below it. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Okay, so there's also a 3DS game, which is, so we're going from the earliest to the latest games, because there's nothing on modern consoles like the PS4 as of right yet, uh, or the Xbox One or the Switch. So there is one for the 3DS called Scooby-Doo and Looney Tunes Cartoon Universe Adventure, and you know, that's an amalgam game. I, I haven't really looked at that. That You can still buy that new. You can get it for $20. It's one of the more expensive Scooby titles. I will tell you, most of these games are not expensive. So if you are wanting to be a Scooby-Doo completionist, this is the subset for you because you're not going to spend a ton of money on it. Uh, another modern thing they have, and we're not exactly sure how to classify these, is the Scooby-Doo Legos Dimension Team Pack, which does open up some gameplay in... Lego Dimensions, so we're not really sure how to count these, but there is a Dimension Pack, which you can play on the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the 3, 3D, no, not the 3DS, but the uh, the Wii U, so whatever. Toys to and that does, too. that opens up a new level, so it is technically a game, kind of. Kind of, yeah. And I think I have the team pack, and I never use Scooby or Shaggy, so they must not be very good characters. They're Just not. They're not. They're terrible. Wicked Witch your way through that whole game. Wicked Witch is pretty good if you don't have some other packs. I think the best character might be Supergirl. Uh, well, that's like a weird special yeah. one. Anyways. Wicked Witch is Wizard of Oz. It's cool. Yeah, true. Anyways, keep going. All right, next we've got Scooby-Doo and the Spooky Swamp, which is on PS2, Wii, and it was ported to DS, and as games in that era go, I'm sure the DS port is just wonderful. Yeah. And that's just a third-person platform game. And the cool thing about this is probably one of the more expensive and hard-to-find games is a variant of the Wii game. It's one of those, um, one of the games that they did with the shield cover on it, and it came with a DVD in the back. So it came with, I think, Scooby-Doo Movie 2 DVD. So it's one of the weird DVD collector's packs. And those you can usually find for like $25, but sometimes you see them all the way up to $100 on eBay. And they don't appear too often. I mean, usually there's like three or four, but it's not uh, it's not the most common Scooby game. You told me that this was going to be a real cheap set to complete. Now you're talking about $100 Wii games. Well, you should not pay $100 for it. I'm just telling you what people are trying to list it as because there's usually only four or five at a time, maybe four at a time. In fact, like three weeks ago when I was looking for one, there was none. And then all of a sudden five popped up. So, you know, just hold hold yourself on that. I got mine for 20 bucks. I saw one sell for 15 and then I saw one sell for 49 So, All right. Well, if there's that many available, it doesn't seem like it's going to be too bad. Not too bad, but it is one I would keep your eye on. 
Yep. All right. What's next? Uh, Scooby-Doo classic creep capers, which this is another like weird one, right? So it was on the Game Boy Color. That's a port of the N64 game. So that's the only two systems it was on. And I don't know which one was the original, but here's the thing to look out for here. There's a black card available and a gray card. It's one of those uh, few N64 games that came with a colored card or a gray card. So I'm not sure which is more rare there, but they both exist. So keep your eye out. All right. Next is Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, which is on the uh, GBA and the PS1. And that's based on a 2001 movie, one of the very many freaking Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. I don't think those games are the same at all. No, animated movie. Uh, animated movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Was there are there non-animated Scooby yeah, Doo movies? Yeah, I mean, there's the live action one, but Scooby still animated counts. Well, okay, fine, fair. <laughs> uh, PlayStation game, just a 3D action game, and then the GBA one's a side scroller, as all those handheld ports kind of go. Yeah, it's that's always a weird territory in gaming for me because people say, "Oh yeah, well I have that game," and you're like, "Well, you really don't if you have the GBA version because it's not really the same." Yep. Yeah, that's that stuff drives me nuts. Uh, yeah. And then the PS1 version of that also has a Greatest Hits variant. Yeah, and and it's also, the GBA has a double pack with an additional game called Mystery Mayhem, which is one of the individual titles also on the GBA. And that's that's one of those ones you should also keep your eye on, because all of the uh, GBA double pack games are always kind of hard to find, and they always wind up fetching a pretty high price. Right now, they're still relatively cheap, but as people get into GBA collecting, They'll start to target things like the double packs because they're just less common. So if you see those, you know, and they're under like 15 bucks, pick them up. Anyways, uh, what's, what do we got next? Uh, oh, man, Scooby-Doo First Frights. I actually know nothing about this game, Johnny. So tell me what they are. Oh, they're they're not good. They are more modern. Uh, and it was kind of in that weird mid-2000s when they were messing with Scooby's image a little bit. It wasn't the full overhaul like they just did in a comic where they like hipstered up Shaggy and stuff in the gang and... Like, gave him... Uh, it, it's awful. Just check out Shaggy Hipster, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not great, but this was when they were messing with the animated formula a little bit, and as they were transferring it into Cartoon Network, and they were kind of revitalizing the series. They're not great games. It's on the DS, the PS2, and the Wii. It's it's that version of game. Just ignore them. You don't really need to play them. I feel like a revitalize is, is in quotes there for, for Scooby-Doo in the early 2000s, but okay. Yeah, well, they... they do that a bunch, try and like get that shit back online, and it doesn't. I mean, work. what it's it's been going on since the '60s, so it's going to go through transformations, right? Well, that's like here. We'll introduce one of our fun facts for Scooby Doo. No Scooby Doo series has ever lasted more than four seasons, and it's been on pretty much forever since 1967. They keep changing up the formula just a little bit. I mean, are the same formula, but like tweaking it, calling it something else, trying to make it work. But it's very popular. It always works for at least a little while, and then they stop, and then they're like, oh, here's a new Scooby-Doo, and people start over. I don't know why that happens, but it does. And here it comes to, this is going to be weird for you guys, but this is my favorite cover of any of the Scooby-Doo games, and it's Scooby-Doo Maze Chase, and it's for the Intellivision. I really, I like this enough to buy it. It is the most expensive, solidly the most expensive title on the list, and it, it reaches from 40 to $80 for a complete one. And it's an Intellivision game, so yeah, that's the uh, no one cares, that. and right. it just looks like a, it's a Pac-Man ripoff. Yeah, it's not great, but it looks cool. The cover is cool. All right. All right, and now you can lead us into the 16-bit era. 
Yes, we got Scooby-Doo Mysteries, which is one of the few games I've actually completed on this list, which is on the Genesis and Super Nintendo, and it's super common. I see it everywhere. Uh, It's kind of like a My First Adventure point-and-click adventure game, and it's got some logical puzzles, and it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, it's actually, it is fun. I like I like it a good deal. Yeah. Uh, but they're not expensive. Uh, we're like, even for a Super Nintendo game, not that expensive, but good. It's a good game. Uh, yeah. What's the next one? Uh, well, here's where we get more into that, them messing with Scooby Doo and the weird thing that Scooby Doo games are always cross platform. And it's that mystery mayhem game I told you about that was in the double pack with Cyber Chase. And it is for the GameCube, the GBA, the PS2, and the Xbox. They just, it was everywhere. All right. So, uh, what's the next one, Tyler? All right, next we got Scooby-Doo Night of a Thousand Frights, which is just on GameCube, PS2, Xbox. It's just kind of a standard 3D action platformer. Uh, That one's got a Greatest Hits variant on the PS2, and I think that's one of the last Xbox manuals I got. So I think it's kind of uncommon on Xbox. Yeah, it it is a little bit, but it's not too expensive. It is the more expensive of the Xbox titles. They're all like $10, and that one's like $15. I mean, nothing's too expensive on Xbox. It's Xbox. Well, I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah, all right. There's a handful of games, fine. Okay, yeah. There's a few over $100, or, or in that $100 range, but not many. When, not when you stack it next to the Super Nintendo, you're like, oh, that's cheap. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we move into some more GBA stuff, and I'm just going to take this chunk of them. And it's Scooby-Doo the movie. Scooby-Doo the movie 2 Monsters Unleashed, both for the GBA. And those games have one of those sweet double packs also for the GBA. So look for those. They aren't good. They are movie-based games. Yeah. Next. All right. Next is uh, Scooby-Doo Unmasked. That's on DS, GameCube, GBA, PS2, Xbox, everything. Uh, I don't know what that is, Johnny. I'm going to guess it's a 3D action platformer, but you can go ahead and tell me I'm wrong. You know, I don't know. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Come to Collector's Quest for the, the <laughs> most informed game news. I didn't play it. Look, I've played a lot of Scooby-Doo games, more than most of the people here. But yeah, I didn't get to these ones. I didn't do a bunch of gaming like right here through this era of games. I was like pretty much playing dedicated long games, not just like all over the place. I was collecting more than I was playing. Okay. Yeah, it's just so weird that they were there were no Scooby-Doo games on those really early platforms then. And then there's just a spam of them through this era. Yeah, it's yep. bizarre. And then, like, as you get into the Xbox, there's none, which is weird. So this era had a flood of them. And then, like, when you get to the 360 and the PS3, and there's okay, nothing. Okay, I didn't know where you were going there, because yeah, you said yeah. Xbox, and I associate yeah. that with a real Xbox. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that 360 era, the PS3 okay. 360 era, you didn't get any. There was a few on the Wii. But there was none on the Xbox and the PS3, and it was super cross-platform this whole time. And then you hit this dead zone, and in fact, the only one you really find in that era was Scooby-Doo Who's Watching, which appeared on the DS and the PSP. So that was like the weird PSP one that was out during the PS3 era. And then there's like five or six PC games that we don't have because PC games don't count, unless they're old vintage computers, I guess. Uh, I don't count them. But yeah, there's there's like a dearth of them that you can find. A lot of them are based on the Cartoon Network property. So you can go check those out if you want. They are not expensive. They are like $10. Uh, the quick rundown on this series is there are 17 games, but are 17 individual titles. But if you don't count the double packs, there's only 15 because two double packs. And if you're trying to buy everything we just said, that's 41 games. And there are like three variants are four variants. One is a cart color. You got some greatest hits in there. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. 
plug and play and PC games. Also, if you really want to be a completionist, guys, this is like the people who are going for a licensed NES set versus the people who really want every NES game. That's not exactly what that's like. That's nothing <laughs> like that. That's that is inherently false. All right, Tyler. God, we're not going to let you talk anymore. All right. You keep saying things like that. Don't Damn. confuse the people, Tyler. Don't don't endorse things like plug and plays. They are terrible. Real real collectors buy the plug and plays. You know what? If you've got a great plug and play collection, I want to bring you on the show and you can tell me all about it. So send your picks to me and let's talk about it. I'm not kidding. Like, let's do it. If you're a plug and play master, F it. Let's do it. I'm Perfect. willing to talk to you. Okay, let's let's end with some stupid facts from Scooby-Doo that you may not have known. Uh, I'll go with the first one. Scooby-Doo's name is inspired by and directly from the Frank Sinatra song Strangers in the Night. Where he goes, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah, it literally came from that, which is dumb. All right. Whatever. That's it. Uh, what else you got? Uh, Shaggy was a vegetarian, although not explicitly. Whenever they showed him eating a sandwich on the show, it would just be like cheese and lettuce and tomatoes. And then the voice actor, or at least one of the voice actors who was doing Shaggy, quit after Shaggy and Scooby were in a Burger King commercial. Yeah, that was in the late 90s. I was like 97. It was mainly voiced by Casey Kasem, um, Shaggy. So Casey Kasem of, of much fame and, uh, you know, top 40 lists everywhere. He did this voice. He was strictly a vegan and said he wouldn't do the show unless Shaggy was at least a vegetarian. And they agreed to that. And then when they had him start eating meat and doing a Burger King commercial, he quit. But he later came back in 2000 and they switched him back to a vegetarian, I think. But now I don't know what inked up hipster shaggy is probably a vegetarian because that just feels right and velma let me tell you about velma her last name is dinkley which i just find to be funny all, all these people's names are funny we got we got norval shaggy rogers and yeah, that she, just makes me think that there there's probably an episode somewhere where fred gets mad at shaggy and he's like norville you get over here and all the kids are just looking at the screen like what is going on who's norville and scooby's name is not actually scooby it's scoobert so there you go, more naming fun. And the original mystery crew, I don't what's their name? Is the mystery crew? The mystery machine. They were they're the mystery. They're the Scooby Gang and they ride the, in the mystery gang. machine. Yeah. Yes. They were going to be called Jeff, Mike, Kelly, Linda and WW, which sound like the most boring names in the world, so it's kind of no brainer that they changed those. Yeah, they cut Mike out and Linda I think was I want to say it was Velma. I don't remember exactly. And WW was Shaggy's character, and they were brother and sister. And they also used to be a rock band that was yep. traveling around and doing side work, solving mysteries. Yep. That sounds like it would have been cool, though. Yeah, I, I like that premise a lot better, but they thought it was too much like Archie, so they changed it. In fact, a lot of this stuff they thought was too much like Archie, so they changed a lot of it. That was like one of their big problems. Like, oh, we're being too much like Archie. Let's stop it. And you were telling me that they thought it was too serious, so yeah. they, they're they too dark and serious. Scooby-Doo used to be a dark, serious show, so they added more weird humor or something? Yeah, well, like, they punched up the, the humor on it, made it more ridiculous, because, and they, they added Scooby in for that to make it even more ridiculous. Cause I don't think he was going to be, I think they were going to have a dog, but he wasn't going to be like ridiculous. Like they made a great Dane. He, they, he's based off a of great Dane and they made him look like a poor version of a great Dane to make it funnier. Cause he could have just been like a cool looking, awesome, great Dane, but that would have been intimidating that, and, not, right. and not funny. Cause great Danes are huge. 
I feel like we're running short on time here for we 15 are. minutes. Okay, yeah, we probably are over. Anyways, the first episode was called What a Night for a Night, and it was a pun, and also Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they were called Scoobies in reference to the original Scoobies. So that's it. Thanks for listening. That was your Scooby episode. Bye.